to the Battle of the Willamette Podcast Recap Playoff Edition. Everybody, you know, love the Ocho. Gotta love it. Throw it up when you can. Slumlord, goddammit, don't be a nine ball this week. Do not do it. This is, you're listening to, you're observing, you're bringing it into your ears. The 10th season of the Battle of Willamette Podcast Recap. The Dian. How we doing, guys? How we feeling? How we uh, how's uh, how's the week going? How we doing? Well, probably a pretty somber uh, podcast for us here, um, but we still got one guy alive. So, uh, although it's the toilet tournament, we're gonna hit on that last. I um, I hate to lead with the toilet tournament, but uh, yeah, don't do that. Rooting for my guy, but it, it was a tough one, bud. How about you? Same. I'm, uh, you know what? I've had a couple days. I'm already looking at silver linings. I've moved on. Um, you know what my silver lining was? I got some continuous conversation um, with somebody in, in the league that's on strike. Several, <laughs> several chats back and forth. There were three times, three different times where he congratulated me on the win and hoped that I could um, muster enough to get past end zone. And I had to talk him off, off the ledge. And then he said, well, you're right. And then it was, you know, three seconds later, I suck. Tate. So, um, you know, I'm excited. That's, uh, you know, the only, the sad thing is that the, the season for me is coming to an end and it has been um, so much more mentally enjoyable this season than the last two. Um, win or lose, being competitive is most important to me. Silver lining. There you go. Yeah, I'm with you. I think just being competitive. CJ, you go. I think what you're saying is right. Like I just, it's I don't mind losing if I am competitive. I mean, you never want to lose, but it's 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 tough when you have a big loss and you had no chance and you weren't even in it and all that. So I hear you. I hear you. Well, I didn't know who you were talking about with the strike stuff, but once you started talking about congratulating people early for victories, I think I know who you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's no one, there's no one like a uh, 30 seconds into a Saturday matchup to uh, already concede the entire week. So, you know, he, he got me is the worst about that. Right. I don't know how many times it's like, well, there goes my team again. Stupid! They're on big fire sale, and then you know, like two hours later, he's winning. You know, not I mean, even not even two hours later, half an hour later, one drive later. Well, both your games were like all over the place with the projections. You know what I mean? Like it was like winning, losing, winning, winning, losing, losing. It was just it was all over the place. It was it was crazy bunch of games that you know ended up being not as close as maybe it seemed like it would be but you know it is what it is well i for one the afternoon games just crushed me and i i left idaho real early to make sure i could get back and watch the uh, afternoon slate and then uh, all my players decided to to shut it down but um now that i know i'm officially out i will tell you i'm spending quite a bit more time with this guy um have a new addition. Uh, I guess I brought the trophy. I put it in the car as a passenger. I just we're kind of <laughs> we're gonna spend the next, you know, couple weeks with as as much together as we can because um, it's gonna have a, a different home next year. And I know that both of us will be sad. Yep. Yeah. It is That's sad. Your, That's your Wilson. You got to spend some time with Wilson. Give him some. Uh, give him some love. Uh, did we ever discuss? Do we need the uh, do we need the official carry case for that? Do we need do we need to get that? Well, there is a box that you're not supposed to wreck that has like a the wrapping in it and everything. So hopefully that's still available. I'm all. I may or may not have an extra pelican case that could get obnoxious. So if, yeah. if we if we need it, and I'm I, willing to, I'm willing to give it to the league. And I will tell you that we do need it. Oh, okay. So you got rid of the box. Um, I haven't seen the box in about five years. So I have no idea what kind of shape it was in since I've seen it last. So 
that's probably fine. As long as we have something, whoever has it, because when I win it again in 2024, somebody's going to have to ship it to me. So as long as there's something that can ship properly. So there. There's, yeah, plenty of, plenty of space in the case. So we'll make, <laughs> we'll make it happen. Get some foam in there. Exactly. DJ, you, uh, you ready to kick off the, uh, the West? Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's jump into this first matchup. I uh, ran out of time. I don't have the names of these games, but it's going to be a uh, two uh, two duck name teams going Irish puddles versus pro ducks. CJ, yeah, big win, another big win for Irish puddles, two hundred to one seventy in the win. Pro ducks needed a a perfect game and needed Irish Puddles matchups to bring him down. What happened was though that Prodex did, he did outscore his average of 158 by 12. So he got 170. So he outdid his his um, average, we'll say, on the year. But so did Irish Puddles. He also outdid his average on the year by 12 points as well. So it's really tough. So. You know, and I think really what it came down to in this game is IP had five rushing touchdowns compared to Products having just one. So you look at all those points that Products was able to put up, he just didn't have the touchdowns. Another day where, where Chubb had 99 yards and only had 9.9 um, .9 points. And if you add in Pollard and Chubb, they went for over 200 yards and scored a combined 26 points. There's just no touchdowns in there. But at the end, IP's team is just too much. His, it, his only offensive player not to reach projections was Eckler, who got 16 and a half, and Hopkins got 13. So it's like they're just his his low scoring players are scoring more than most of my team. But you know what? Products has a great team, has arguably the most depth. And he has a lot to figure out um, going into 2023, but he's got a really solid team. And IP moves on to, to the Final Four for the second consecutive year and faces off against Gore, which we'll talk about next. And it was a valiant effort. Hopefully you guys can hear me okay. I won't cuss this time. Valiant effort from ProDucks. Um, really the 170 points would have beaten uh, either Gore or myself. So seeding always matters in these things and it's who you play. Um, but Irish Puddles with an output, another 200 burger. We got it at, I guess, 419 or something in the morning. Must have been up changing diapers. I hope that's the case. Um, also wonder if that was a, uh, you know, a point adjustment, because I think he maybe would have had that before he went to bed. But uh, one way or another, he hit the 200 mark. Um, and really, this has always been the week for him. You got to get past the first week of the playoffs. Uh, he did it uh, in in impressive fashion and uh hats off to products like i said always always good and i think um i'll go up against him and what a lot of people don't know is going on also this week the uh the the what do you call it the the duck bowl ah the always popular duck bowl that's right the, con the consolation semifinal Consolation in the West, the braggers of the Duck Bowl. No one cares about that game. Um, no, I agree. I agree. But yeah, there's no bowl contention. Um, you're out. You're locked. Sorry, buddy. Oh, no pickups, no dropsies. Is that what you're saying? Yep. Damn it. Pom pom. Pom poms for IP. Pom poms <laughs> for IP. That's right. There's got. Uh, there's going to be a lot of castoffs off of that squad, so we're just we're just we're just waiting here to let it rain and pick them up with those pom poms. So yeah, please yeah. rain some. Please rain some of those first round picks down on this guy and anyone on this podcast. Let's move into our second game of the West. Ah, quite the barn burner throughout the day. Gore versus Duck Cowboy. Mm. One guy moving on. One guy moving on to the Duck Tournament. <laughs> duck the, the bowl yeah. duck bowl duck, duck bowl, bowl. Con consolation semifinal 
mouthful. We're gonna uh, we're gonna workshop that. We're gonna uh, get a sponsor for next year. We'll uh, send that up the flagpole. But CJ, what do we got? Yeah, one sixty-seven to one fifty-four in score. If there is one week where DC's top-ranked IDP squad should show up, it was this week. The average they averaged thirty-seven point eight and scored only twenty-three point five. So that's a rough one. Gore, um, his, his IEP team typically stinks. He's ranked 10th. Um, and he also scored less. He usually scores 20.5 and he ends up with 22. Both teams did well. I mean, DC's offense scored 10 or more, um, you know, and Gore all but his tight end. Uh, but the Hertz Brown stack pays off again with that 70 points, um, which I think ultimately won it for for Gore. So the 2021 champ been eliminated, but it's been a very frustrating season, um, starting off with Trey Lance hitting IR in week two. The Duck Heisman from last year hits IR in week 10. And their first round pick, Damian Pierce, on IR in week 14. That's tough. That's a lot of big losses there. For Gore, he heads into the final four for the first time since 2017, which is good. And he's got he's and with him, he's taken along his nine-game winning streak. And when we IP, um, which shows that at least one team will see their first bridge bowl mm. coming up this year out That's, of the West. That is big time. That is big time. Well, what I know is both these teams played hard and I thought for a minute, a couple times in those early games that I could pull away. It really was back and forth. This was fun to watch, fun to compete with Gore. Um, last year's most deserving was obviously not this year's most deserving. And the most deserving for this year did did make it happen. Um, it hurts to have Hurts hurt me again, but that 40 burger, he just kept scoring, uh, crushed me. And uh, you know, as I sent out the silver lining, if nothing else, all those IRs, lots of excuses, I'm not going to make them. At least I found a quarterback, hopefully. And I love the fact that he's got long hair because it's fitting for the Duck Cowboy franchise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, very exciting. I was uh, I was on pins and needles since I wasn't on for, for my matchup. Wasn't really, it's kind of out of hand. I was was hoping for the uh hoping for the champ to pull this one out play a little uh sprinkle a little magic on it to end the season but just couldn't couldn't quite get there freaking idp idp who would have thunk every person on this podcast was too smart to keep jalen hurts in their lineup i i hurt hurts not heart I hurt hurts. Stupid eagles. Stupid eagles. Stupid eagles scoring points. Those sons of bitches. CJ, we want to look Although, at the match. We want to look at. Uh, we want to head over to the east. Yep. All right. Head over to the east. Here we go. First, uh, first matchup. We had end zone versus another uh, two-letter team, Slum Lord. How'd that turn out? Well, 146 to 110, end zone wins. And for Slumlord, the frustration with Goose from Friermuth, 1.9 from Sanders, not to mention 3.9 from Ayuk, ends what has to be a very frustrating rookie season for Slumlord. You know, he started off with a lot of promise, made a lot of big moves, and it just didn't quite work out for him. But you know what? He got into the playoffs. You know, and he's 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 got a team. We'll see what he does for end zone. A game salvaged by a 40 burger from Allen and a decent Henry Allen, which is over 26. It's kind of what did it. But I would say this game was more lost by Slumlord than won by end zone. It was a pretty crummy game. We'll put it that way. So moving forward, I do like the trajectory of Slumlord. The moves he's made, like we talked about, and I like the potential of his team in 2023. We'll see what he does in the offseason to keep that team rolling forward. For end zone, they limp into the final four with a squad on, I have to say, on decline. He's really struggled the last few weeks, so we'll see what he does to maybe clean that up. Um, 
His ceiling is still high. He's got those high ceiling players that are out there. But I think his floor is a little lower than he's probably had in the last couple of years. Um, and he'll go up against he got me next week. Yeah. I mean, 146 points is not what you want to put up in the first week of the playoffs. Uh, those are typically scores that you get beaten by. Uh, this is somewhat of a get-out-of-jail-free card uh, for, for end zone, and it was the 45 points by Josh Allen, um, who played in what we thought would be a pretty significant snow game. It was basically perfect for three quarters and got real hairy there in the fourth. <laughs> uh, but the 45 points I don't think was ever – validated by a burger of any kind so another Ooh. irish puddles miss if i'm not mistaken um I don't it's, remember. Been, it's been tough for uh for easy with really finding a tight end this year and he's got three of them on his roster I and mean, when there's three on the roster you got to kind of pick and i think you probably go with andrews every time but without his quarterback uh it was it was um it was Knox who put up 21 on his bench. So we'll see what happens this next week, how he sorts that whole thing out. Um, but, uh, you know, as you mentioned, slum, a lot of injuries. Uh, he's got the fantasy football acumen uh, to, to, to squeak into the playoffs, albeit in a weaker East. Um, he was able to do that. I think he, he learned a lot about the league uh, this year and will be, and will be better for it next year. So um, congratulations. Uh, easy. Yeah. We'll see how that goes. And I just want to quickly respond to it doesn't matter if you do well in the East or West. You make the playoffs, you make the playoffs, you beat the teams that are in front of you. So I don't know why you have to knock the guys in the East. But the last thing I'll say, I really want to say like Slumlord's been great. He's made it, he's been competitive. This is the best this team has ever been. Right? I mean, he took he took over a team that has underachieved for years, made it, I'll say better. Um, and I'm looking forward to see what he does next year. I'm glad he's in the league. He's a good guy. Yeah, only a, a couple things on this game for me. Um, I I thought when I came into the league, the rule was the new guy won it the year they came in. <laughs> I I will say that he underachieved in my eyes, but I mean. We'll see next week when, you know, we go against each other to, for the, the battle of the hip hopopotamus bowl, similar to the battle of the duck bowl, um, circle our trade market. We'll get a sponsor next year, round up the flagpole. Um, but then also with the, if you have a stack, like I was, I was, I was given an easy, a hard time with the soggy stack. Do you have a stack? If you only have half a stack, is that like, you got the meat, but not the bun, or you got the top bun and a meat and a cheese. Cause he, I mean, he had most of the stack. He just didn't have that, that, that 70 stack. Nothing. Um, chili cheeseburger. Maybe, um, yeah. Maybe you get some cheese on the side. You get a little something, something. Well, I don't think you can have a full hamburger with just one thing. Maybe it was like a burger and like a half a hot dog that was boiled <laughs> and you don't, you don't count that as a step. Moving on. Game number two. Game I also thought, I also thought though, by the way, one of the rules in this league is we just bashed on the East. So that's not a thing anymore. It's never been a thing. Oh, well, just because you've got one team that's consistently getting 200 burgers, it doesn't mean that you're done. I mean, Let's let the uh, the SOS guys and pick them see who's been the big bad bully all season. So, I mean, I think it's going back and forth west and east. So it's, I mean, bag of dicks is also going back and forth. So it's, I mean, it's, it's, you know, <laughs> Steven Steven out there right. he got me versus your guy, hip hopopotamus, stressful mm. game management questions, you know, the the hip hopopotamus camp not treating it like you've been there before you know i think i you know there may have been some people in the upper echelons of management that were like oh my god this is the let's celebrate let's you know we made it this and that celebrated too soon celebrated too soon so i mean i don't everybody knows how it turned out but cj let's uh let's run it down yeah 163 to 140 
two nine and five teams going head to head. Didn't disappoint. It was up and down. It was definitely closer than it looked. We'll be honest. I think you know we we definitely um, thought it. You know thought this one would be a little closer, but it was all over the place all weekend. Right? You're up. They're up. Yeah. He got me. His, fire cell he's you know he's moving moving furniture out you know I, whatever he does you know when he freaks out like he's up and down but the snow stack concern in buffalo and tua and yeah it that hurt him like we needed hip-hop probably should have gone with tua in the grand scheme of things i mean that looked pretty pristine whatever they do these days to all the technology they have to uncover. I couldn't believe it when I saw the field um, when the game started, and we probably should have talked about that. But anyways, um, zero defensive tackle points with 12 on the bench. That hurts. Um, but you know what? Your Cinderella story, it's good. Most improved team, all that. Um, but, you know, like, he got me losing JT early. Cook looking terrible in the first half of that game. And then, like the Vikings, things turned around really quickly in the second half and Cook just explodes 27 points and makes up basically for all the points he didn't get for JT. Uh, Waddle bounces back, has his best game since week eight. 38 points from their IDP to just give a little bit of a buffer. But hip-hop can hold his head high. Tua may be the quarterback of the future for this franchise and maybe looking more stable than ever. We'll see what you, do, what you decide in the offseason. And he got me, which is the final four for the fourth straight year. Actually, I think it's only for the third straight year. But he loses JT, but he does have depth. And that's what matters this time of year. you got to have depth. And he has me. He got me. Has it. He has depth. He does, and I don't know. I don't know if I was more shocked by the the nine points from Rogers in that, you know, that that beatdown, or the you know the twenty four from from Tua. It was unanimous. You put it out there. It was very quick. Electro somehow had a uh, an article ready to go, almost like uh, you told him <laughs> you were going to ask that question. But I felt like Rogers would have more, and. Honestly, this whole thing came down to that one play. We had Dalvin Cook line up as a wide receiver. They throw a little screen to him, and he goes for 80 yards. And it turned everything around in that game, and yeah. it turned everything around in this game. So uh, yeah. really, one play could have gone other way. You hate to see uh, zero out of a defensive tackle who's regularly put up significant points, it, and it sucks for it to happen in the playoffs. So the good news uh, as CJ said, the, the team's been turned around um, and it's relevant now and it was fun to watch, bud. And so now as we move forward, I got to order some, uh, you know, some black and red pom-poms. Hopefully they're here by this weekend and then I'll be all pom-poms for he got me. All pom-poms here too. Yeah, that's one thing. I did want to ask the commish, if we could get the commission on just for a minute. Yeah, um, if I have a timed stamp, time stamped DM from he conceding victory, is does that count as me moving on? Because I have three. I just I don't know at what point you would assume that that's a victory. Gentleman's handshake. Give it to hip hop. So, <clears throat> unfortunately. We have to go back to 1999. Mm. And before that, you if you concede any race, presidential, whatever, you're done. That's it. We don't talk about it anymore. But Al Gore, he screwed you. Al Gore is the guy. He conceded and then took it back and then, you know, conceded again. And so if he concedes to you any time this week, you're in the playoffs. You'll be playing end zone. So let me know. Take a screenshot and we'll go from there. So you're saying the person that invented the internet screwed <laughs> me in the end. <laughs> yep. 
Yep. Yeah. And just, I do want to give everyone like, it's sad this time of year. There's a lot of layoffs happening. You, you, know, you never want to see that around the holiday season. Um, the hip hop camp did want to announce that we feel terrible, but we did have to let everyone go that was on the in, in or pre-game management for Saturday games. They all were let go. Was uh, Jimmy included? Jimmy has moved on to Sunday game management, so we're going to be able to keep him. He he slid over halfway through the day on Saturday. Cool. Uh, Smart. You know, but the other the other few people, they are going to get um, part of the soggy stack with the half a hot dog as a severance. <laughs> but you know, you just you just can't you just can't have it. You can't pick something pick someone up off of waivers have them sitting there waiting for something to play them and not know that you need to put them in on Saturday when they play on Saturday and then get zero on Sunday. So, you know, lesson learned, lesson learned, you know, hip hop camp is going to be better for it. Those people are going to be on the street. We feel terrible, but I'm sure they'll get picked up some other team that didn't, maybe the hip hop or the, uh, the Badonka camp that didn't make the playoffs can, pick that up or some other team in the west that sure. might help with uh game management so moving into uh let's talk about uh let's talk about next week well i mean i just think like hey let's talk about how each team what are the keys to success for each team that's still in there the final four we'll start with the east we'll talk about he got me an end zone and i just want to you know I, I just want to kind of get your guys' thoughts on how, what do you think is going to happen. Let's start with you, Duck Cowboy. What do you think is going to happen? Not um, picking games here. Just what are they going to do? Let's start with he got me. You know what do you? What no, is he, and I what agree. I happen for him to win. Yeah, and I'll, I'll focus on that game. It's just when I pull up on the app, I still it just always throws this consolation semifinal at me first here. So I'm going to try. I'm going to move past that, and I'm going to get to the he got me in zone game which is a championship semifinal um and i think that what has to happen here oh at least for he got me it looks like he's starting uh maybe this is a page looking at a double running back stack mm. um, of mckinnon and checo and i think that's just purely out of fear that you don't know which one to start because each time that he does start one they do okay, and the other has a pretty big um, day on the bench. And so I understand, and I've been there. And so he he looks to figure that out. I think that that will play into this game. Um, and it looks like he's, at least for now, planning to ride that, the hot hand of, of Jared Goff that was much cooler uh, last week. Um, but at Carolina this week, QB means a lot in this, uh, in this league, as I found out so so many times before. Um, and so I think that those are the keys uh, to he got me. Um, in zone, I well, just let, let me let me ahead. jump in on let me jump in on he got me before we move on. Just a couple things. Like I, I I agree with you. Quarterback is critical for he got me. He needs to get the quarterback right. He is eighth in the league in scoring for quarterbacks right for the season. So is Goff his guy? I think so. I think he can probably stick with Goff. I think where he has strength and has strength, has had strength all year, is really in his running back and tight end spot. So I don't think he should get cute. I think he should think about it. You know, I mean, McKinnon, yes, McKinnon explodes, but McKinnon's a little bit up and down. Um, you never know what's going to happen with, um, with those teams. I mean, they are at home and it seems like at home Mahomes has his big games I mean he always has a big game but it feels like they throw a lot more at home so we'll see what happens there and for tight end I mean he has you know Goddard's been his guy up until Goddard went on IR and now Goddard's back you know we'll see what happens from a you know from a Jalen Hurts standpoint but losing JT, I don't know if that's a big deal. He does have the most fab tonight, so this is Tuesday night. We'll see what he does because the guys with all the fab are locked. So we'll see what happens, you know, what he can do. 
And yeah, I mean, he's got the second best IDP squad. It's been consistent all year. He needs them to come through as well. Well, the only place that I would argue, and this is why I think it's such a hard decision for him to make, is that as you mentioned, Pacheco, he's the he's the rushing running back. You know, he's the 15, 18 carries for 106 yards and ends up with 10.6 points. Where you have McKinnon, who's seven, eight, nine targets when they get that passing game going, yeah. and it's making up and doubling points. And that's where it makes it so hard. I know McKinnon can be streaky, but he's also the guy that catches the ball. I don't know. Maybe the play, looking at his um, bench today, and I know that he's going to have to make a move uh, and do something about the, you know, the JT and the IR spot. So likely another running back in there. We'll see how he goes. Um, yeah. But I think that that's a, a big key to this. Yeah, I just don't. I think, and if anyone that's an expert on the RB stack, um, mm-hmm. it it almost compromises one of your positions. So it's like, are you better off, you know, flipping a coin and going that way or, you know, and and hope it works out or do you go with both of them and hope that one of them gets a huge game and one of them gets an okay game? Like, I, you know, I don't know. I don't don't disagree with you. And I think we should, I'll just say one more thing. I know we're getting long winded here, but I think it's important. I went with the upside upside of Swift because he's kind of that, that that pass catcher. This would be similar to the McKinnon role and sat Williams. But I will tell you that Williams had two touchdowns called back in that game. He ended up with 2.8 points or whatever, but he had the goal line carries. Um, he had a he had a 14-yard you know rush just that was called back for another hold. So it could have gone either way, but um, not easy decision to make. But in PPR. I think that that's uh, that's the upside, and you kind of need the upside in the playoffs. Last thing before we move on to the uh, West, um, I've been uh, I've been in contact with he, and I said should start Murray. Yeah, I'm on. <laughs> is that is that part of your team that you fired? That's what they recommended. Let me let me. Uh, that is on you know, the Saturday. That is on the Saturday notes. Let me let me take that back. <laughs> So Saturday, we fired them. So it's uh, yeah, that don't do that, don't do that. Yeah, Saturday management gone. Sometimes the zero is better than the negatives. I've seen that before, so maybe that's not a bad idea. <laughs> Truth. Let's. I don't talk think we about- can, I don't think we can move on from the East though, unless we talk a little bit about End Zone's team. And I think the surprise today was the Duvernay. Um, IR that kind of popped up from a practice. So he's been relying on him pretty heavily week in and week out. So he's got a, a flex position to figure out this week. Um, if he's going to beat, he got me. Yeah. I mean, and, and I think, you know, he's got Waller coming up IR, you know, he came off on Sunday. So he does have a little bit of depth there. Um, you know, I, I don't know if you want to, I mean, he's got the worst, tight end points in the league he's only got 76 um pretty low 3.4 percent and the league average is you know 7.1 percent he's had six different tight ends so tight end's been a real problem for him i know he had the bend over trade with with tony but that hasn't entirely worked out for him but we'll see what he decides to do i mean he's got a little bit of depth you know he traded away fournette he's you know, he's got Foreman, maybe he puts Foreman in there. We'll see what he does. Um, unless he, you know, rolls the dice and somebody else out there. We'll see. I think the I think the soggy stack is gonna come into fruition and be the crispy smash burger stack. And it's gonna be like the days of old. I think there's gonna be a 72 out of the stack this week. Whoa. At Chicago. You At heard Chicago. it here first. They're due. They are due. Justin Fields is going to get a thousand yards by himself, but nobody else is going to do anything. So, yeah, exactly. Jay Fields yeah. pom poms. Yeah. Can we? I mean, I mean, I feel like again, I've been uh, earmarked as the tight end guy, and there are several other teams with two to three tight ends just hanging out in their roster, and none of them paying dividends. Am I am I off the hook yet, or am I still the tight end guy? No, I kind of feel like you've somebody's. I don't, I don't know if you're still the guy there, but 
we'll, we'll, maybe we should send a poll out there and find out what the league thinks. Cause you were pretty entrenched in the tight end guy. Like you really like tight ends. Well, I think it's cause I said it out loud. I don't think, <laughs> I think everybody has, I think by drafting several tight ends, some other league members have said without saying that they're tight end guys. So. And one last thing on the, you know, the Chicago Buffalo game on Saturday. It's going to be windy and 10. It's going to be rough. So we'll see. I mean, Enzo's got another challenge in front of him. We'll see what he does. You can clean up snow, but you can't clean up wind. Or cold. Oh, yeah. Can only put on so many layers for that wind. It's a it's a low of zero, high of ten that day. It's gonna be freaking freezing, and I'm sure with the wind, it's probably gonna feel like it's minus twenty or something. It's gonna be cold. Yeah. Well, I could see this game. They run uh, Josh Allen fifty times, and Fields runs fifty times. They mix in some running back handoffs. Maybe it's Diggs who takes the hit. Mm. Maybe. Yeah. And you know, maybe get a 50 burger out of that stack by itself, just with Josh Allen. Yeah. We'll see what happens. All right. Ready to move on to the, the, uh, the West. Wait, no, we talked. Yep. Let's go yep. on to the West. Let's do it. So we'll start with, um, Gore. Mm. Mm. So mm. I'll, I'll start with Gore. He's, you know, Gore is in the top half of the league and almost everything he's got a he's got a solid team he's got the last nine wins his team is ascending for sure but this Jalen Hurts thing is bad right I doubt he's gonna play that's gonna take a hit to AJ Brown and we'll see what he does I mean I don't know what you were thinking Justin but it's it's this is a bad this is bad timing for you know, a team that's done such amazing things this year. And we'll see. I mean, now you get to the very end of the season, you've been healthy for the most part, you know, all year. And, and now you've got a banged up Jalen Hurts. Yeah. You say, but, and this is a really, really big, but obviously Um, this is a blow. And when you get to this point in the season, you want your quarterback, some of these other positions, a little more, replaceable but you want your quarterback so um semi-final and gore is although most deserving it feels like he's getting gored here and it makes you wonder was it the was was it the little old lady at the costco i don't right. know like i don't know what brought this on i think it was maybe but what i will tell you is since we've been on this podcast he's been in he's taken Hurts out of his lineup. He's obviously shopping QBs for tonight. Waiver wire. He does have some fab. Um, we'll see what happens. We'll see how he plays it. Yeah, but otherwise his team's pretty pretty locked down. He's he's avoided major injury for the most part this year. Um, this is probably the most significant injury challenge that he's had to overcome this year. So we'll see what he does tonight. Um, so we'll all get to kind of know this because by the time this comes out, we'll all know what he's decided to do. Let's move it, on to Irish puddles. It's, it's kind of it's kind of fun though, as as we continue to look, he's made a couple other changes. So knowing how much that QB position means to AJ Brown, he's shifted him to his flex and brought Higgins in the game. Um, however, Higgins is going up against New England, and that could be a difficult matchup. The one that we want to look at maybe is that. That that Mostert um, yeah. running back who had a, had a, had a good game last week. Uh, he's still currently sitting on the bench. So, uh, what does he do there? Higgins, um, Mostert, and AJ Brown—all just domino effects of what happened uh, here with Hertz, unfortunately. Yeah, I just you know, and it's a great call out. You know, even though AJ Brown's giving him just over eighteen points a game. Gardner Minshew is not going to be able to produce those points. Anyone with an Eagles player, you know, which unfortunately most of them are on Slumlord. I guess that's fortunate for who's ever left, but it's really AJ Brown is and Dallas Goddard, you know, for he got me, he's going to have to rethink that a little bit. 
but yeah, maybe maybe most of it. That was a trade that 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 he and I did right at the deadline for depth. Is that going to be the difference? We'll see. You know, and 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 trading for depth and getting that depth when you're in a playoff run is really important. I think he's proven that right now. Mm-hmm. Always, yeah. an op- always an option to put in a second tight end at your flex with another team that's got three tight ends. Just sure. Yeah. What the heck? Yeah. We gotta we gotta figure this out. Yeah, yeah. You're a trans trendsetter. Yeah, you are. All right, so I'm going to throw a few stats out there. This is the most impressive team I've ever seen in this league. And I'm not trying to, like, build on anything, but listen, he's got the highest-scoring quarterback in Mahomes, the highest-scoring running back in Eckler, the highest-scoring wide receiver in Jefferson, the highest-scoring tight end in Kelsey and and, and Mahomes is the top scoring player he has seven players on his squad that have started 12 or more games that's unprecedented there's been no injuries no COVID as he'll want to point out and Saquon stayed healthy Hopkins has been healthy since he's come back. I mean, his squad, this is like everything's working out exactly the way that you want when you draft a team in September. This is what you envision it happening, right? Everything that I decided to do is, it comes to fruition. You want it to come to fruition now, right? And that has worked out for he got, or for Irish Puddles, top scoring offense top scoring team um third in idp i mean the only the only position that he's weak in is wide receiver and he's six most points in the league at wide receiver where there's an abundant amount of talent there that this is good he's done great i'm excited to see what happens this week you know i can both teams you know you really you're really pulling for both teams we'll get into that but it's crazy this is a good team We'll see what happens. No doubt. All those statistics, a couple things that kind of jump off the page to me is in a league that we've been talking about has so many tight ends. He just has one (laughs) and and it's, it's paid off. Um, I think if you were to show this roster to uh, other people who play fantasy football, they'd wonder how it, could happen because it really looks like two starting you know rosters uh with all the depth but the biggest takeaway and i think that we've hit on it all year and i'll hit on it one last time is that although bud was most improved um in the win-loss column i think ip was uh, most improved in the owner management side of things because he's always been his own worst enemy. And I I think we've said that uh, Pierce potentially has been a good distraction. He hasn't paid as much attention to uh, overanalyzing everything in fantasy football and just letting his roster play out till the end of the year. Uh, And it's obviously paid dividends big time. Um, All that said, it's fantasy football and typically Things that uh, are supposed to happen don't always happen. I know that he's got enough depth for that to uh, to probably not be the case this year, um, but I don't think anyone in this league would be surprised if it happened. It's just football. Hats off, pom-poms for IP. I saw this coming quite a while ago when I got on board with him the week right before you guys did. So Wrong. I was, I've been on board with IP all year. Just... Oh, I didn't. I didn't hear it on any of the other podcasts. Oh, it's on there. You just have to go back and listen. Me now too. I I've, like- been, I've been good for getting a getting a cast off here and there for someone that you know <laughs> that's not going to make the fifteen man roster, but will be a keeper for me. So I'm, you know, same pom poms. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's. Uh, I just wanted to make sure we talked about the team. Do we want to go over who's most deserving? Ooh, who deserves it out of these four the most? Or maybe we start with the least. Who deserves it the least? 
Whoa. Well, I know that it was somewhat controversial when the list came out, and I still don't remember exactly how that list was populated, but it obviously was populated. And Mr. Gore came out as number one most deserving. Um, and I think Enzone was down near the bottom of deserving. Now, I, for one, like to factor people who have rings already and championships already into yeah. a lower category of deserving. Yeah, um, I agree. And obviously, Gore is a veteran and without a ring um, was in that, that most deserving. But what's shifted with these four players that are going into this battle this weekend is that you kind of have to have your best players in these games to be most deserving. And Gore without Hurts is a big deal. And I think that it shifted just a bit. And I'd have to put Irish Puddles as number one most deserving right now. Well, you know, it's 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 tough when, like, you look at Gore and you think about it, he's the only of the OGs without a um, ring. Wow. And that's tough. He's never been into a, a bridge bowl, right? He's, he's came close. He had the best team in 2016. And he just, you know, your team craps out on you on one week, goes to the bitter bowl, he wins it, whatever. But Irish Puddles has put together, this is three years in the making, of a team that he's been working on for years and it is, you know, all these, he's got players that are older. He's got players that are peaked. Everything's landed on there. That's pretty good. That's a pretty good job. So that's a tough one. And then for, he got me, I mean, he was an expansion team and the way that the expansion worked out, it did not bode well for expansion teams. Yeah. He's now got a perennial playoff team that, I mean, he's built, he's been begging and doing his best to destroy it and just <laughs> manages to hold it together by luck or dumb luck, whatever you want to call it. So it, those three guys, you know, I, you know, I'm, I hope we have a new champ this year um, for just sake of that, not nothing against end zone. It's just, it's always good to see another guy win. Um, and we'll just, you know, we'll see what happens, but. Who knows? I still got to decide who I'm going to pick in this game. It's going to be tough. It's going to be real tough. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm of the mind that I'm always like uh, whoever uh, whoever knocked you out, you gotta gotta rally behind those. So I'm yeah. gonna uh, I'm gonna rally behind he. I mean, and he's been putting up the, some points. I mean, he's just as deserving as anyone else that's moving on past this point. So I mean, he's gonna mess around and and see what he can do against uh, end zone. Yep, we'll see. We'll see. Everyone loves the most deserving list and all the data that goes into it. So we just wanted to give people what they wanted. We know Gore loves it anyway. If we if we can work a little bit of other into the most deserving, I know everyone would love that metric. So <laughs> next season. Well, I, I, if if I'm not mistaken, you know, the number two most deserving, I think, was Hawk Attack. And, um, you know, he's not even most deserving of winning a toilet bowl right now. <laughs> Oh yeah. So let's, I guess we'll just, we'll end on the toilet bowl. Then we got to move on. It's B against Hawk attack. Um, I'm going to win. It's fine. It's not a big deal. And I just, I'm doing, I dedicated this toilet bowl to duck cowboy. Oh, wow. Fellow so, champ. That's, that's nice. It's nice. Well, he has my first round pick. So if I win it, it's certainly not for me. Um, so, <laughs> well, what a fall from grace for old Duck Cowboy. But I looked at these two teams, you know, independently with, with you know, as an analyst would, um, with, with um, really not leaning toward one franchise or the other for any reason. Um, <laughs> and just purely based off of the talent and mostly the matchups, I, it's a slight edge uh, this week. Um, to, to my guy, Badonka Bronx. So yes. good, luck, good luck to both teams. And I'm rooting for both of you, obviously. But yeah. uh, pom-poms for, for Badonk. Throwing all my weight behind Hawk Attack right now. Oh! <laughs> right in your face, CJ. Hawk That's Attack, okay. let's talk. It's now, no, I will... no foul on me. If I win or lose, big deal. I get nothing out of it. Nothing. I'm... I, I'm just trying to like be a good guy and put the best team that I can out there 
to fulfill my obligation as a trade partner with my boy, Doug Cowboy. I love that. And I know obviously the divisions are switching up next year. So there's only so much more time that I have to, to kind of pour it on the, the East, but it's very oh, yeah. fitting. It's very fitting, very fitting that the uh, toilet bowl is hogged by two guys from the East. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the two worst teams in the East are better than the two worst teams in the West. That's all I'm hearing. You guys are best at being the worst. <laughs> yes, we like, are. <laughs> I think it's only because the toilet bowl gets sponsorship in their final game, where in the winners tournament, we get sponsorship on the losing side of the bracket. Circle mm. our trademark, front of Cons- the next yeah, year. Yeah, consolation, <laughs> semifinal, duck, yep. duck bowl, you know, whatever. All, I, all I'm hearing is sour grapes. Yep, me too. Mm-hmm. All right. sour, but it's been a fun year, you know, bowed out and I'm really actually uh, going to be entertained and excited about this upcoming weekend. I love that we have football all day, Christmas Eve, and a bunch uh, of games sprinkled in on Christmas. Yeah. Going to be glorious. It's, it is going to be glorious. And, and at least and, I know I'm not going to be sour grapes on Christmas like some poor bastards. I'm gonna have, I'm gonna be happy. I'm getting it all out of my way, out of the way now. You know, this week, so that I can celebrate Christmas. But I couldn't imagine being heartbroken on Christmas. Well, will it be actually on the? Well, well, I don't know what the I don't know what the matchups look like. I wonder if some of these games will be done on Christmas Eve. I haven't, or on Christmas Day. I don't know yet. I don't know if if they all have Monday players. I don't even know who's playing on Monday yet. So I need to look at that. But I am flying home next Tuesday. I get in at 5.19 my time. So that's 4.19 your time. Um, so it'll be a hustle to get home. I mean, it's, you know, 10 minutes from the airport. So it's no big deal. But hopefully everything's on time. And I'll be ready to go for our podcast. And we'll preview the, the uh, Bridge Bowl. I'm Love excited it. for it. A lot of good games coming up. Let's uh, let's get after it. Everyone enjoy the week. Be safe out there in traffic. Get those last minute gifts put under the tree or the chanaka yep. candle area where you're at. Um, Bye. Bye. Bye.